Welcome to today's Sticks and Dirt Kidmen podcast. Okay. A Christian-based kids ministry broadcast for the family of teachers, volunteers, and light creative soul winners, sharing experience and experiments. And now, today's podcast. Gimme, 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 gimme. On the count of three, name our website. One, two, three. SNDKidmen.com. Wow. Ditto. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> on the count of three, name our website. Go. One, two, three. www.sixandnerdkidmenpodcast.com. I didn't wait for him to count to three. World count to three.com. <laughs> SNDKidmen.com, right? You sharing something over there with us, Jared? What is it? I want to know. Share with the class, please. Uh, share with the class. <laughs> yes, that's what the teacher he gives me. He's been caught passing notes. Yeah. Yeah, on his phone. We got it. Okay, not everyone's here today, but we do have either four of a kind or two pair and an ace in the hole. Okay? okay. <laughs> She's over there trying not to laugh too loud. Jared's eating a uh, uh, cliff bar right now, and uh, Andrew is playing with the wrapper. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Let's go around the table and introduce everyone who's here today with our polka music, because we love polka music here. Pokemon. <laughs> Wrong polka music. To my left, he always does our podjinks for us, and he uh, loves Arby's as his favorite restaurant today. Oh, man, and he actually good. brought a bunch of Arby's in for us today, didn't you, uh, Travis? Mm, no, he nope. did not. From <laughs> ah. a uh, drink. <laughs> brought a drink. Everyone, give it up. Nice big hand clap for Travis Johnson. <laughs> and over here wearing the Dr. Pepper right. shirt. Enough. He works for Dr. Pepper. The doctor. Directly for the Dr. The Pepper. Yes. He wore the Dr. Pepper work shirt on today and his doc- official Dr. Pepper jacket today. Issued by the Doctor of Pepper. It's just, yes. It's just a Dr. Pepper DDS. There we Not go. A real doctor. And he has an awesome story for today's toy box, a concert he went to. Let's give a round of applause for one and only Jared the Epic Henry. Woo! A special guest with us today because she's she's back with us. She was with us last year, and we're going to do a, a part two, an update on her uh, fostering uh, children. She's one of our Kidmen uh, teachers here. And she's been fostering kids for how many years now, Amanda? Two years? That's uh, it. Almost See, three. I think almost it's like three. three years. Yeah, yeah. Like three years. Three. Ladies and gentlemen, a very special guest. Give a round of applause for Amanda Johnson. <laughs> and now, the one and only, last but not least, but yet the greatest. Give it up, everyone. Stand to your feet. Let's give a... Oh, it's dark in here. Easy. <laughs> Pump the microphone. Give it up for one and only Andrew Griever. All right, Jerry. Enough. Yeah, you got to keep them guys calmed down over there. Yeah, he's a, a newbie. I got to get a restraining order on him, too. Getting really carried away over Jerry? there. 
Yeah, Jerry. Who's Jerry? That's your penis I got rid of Jeff. Name. Now Jerry showed up. Oh. <laughs> it's a bunch of people with J names. Oh, jeez. The J team. <laughs> when, when I was when I had a kids' <laughs> church in <laughs> Illinois, <laughs> we had like four or five boys in kids' church. All started with J. One including my son Jordan. Uh. And uh, we called him the J team. We just grouped them all together and called them the J-Team. So if we need them, we say, hey, J-Team, get over here. And all four or five of them come up there together. So <laughs> J-Team Swarm. Yes. <laughs> kind of like on the Goldbergs, JTP. Oh, I love that <laughs> show. <laughs> um, so we are talking about um, fostering um, children, uh, foster parenting, uh, and, and kid men. One of our kid men teachers here, she's been doing uh, fostering children here for almost three years, as we said. And we had her on uh, last year uh, for an interview. And and it brings me to this. Uh, we've hit, uh, I think we've almost hit our first year anniversary. Yeah. I think it was coming up in this month, November. Yeah, I think so. And so. Only picked the busiest time to start a podcast. We <laughs> Actually, your podcast, up until about four months ago, I guess, I've been watching it. I watched the counters on our SoundCloud file because it keeps track of how many plays we get. Uh Yours was like first and second for the most plays. So apparently that's a hot topic out there for people. And apparently someone's been sharing it or something out there. So, and Jared, do you have some uh, iced tea over there for us, everybody? <laughs> He's drinking some iced tea. Or... Snapple? Snapple, wow. What's the lid say? Get in the microphone. Cliff bar. Your Luna bar. Uh, safety button pops open when original. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Reject if button is up. Refrigerate after. I'll reject open. you. Seven zero zero right. six <laughs> one eight five eight. That means it's expired. Oh. If 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 it's a seven followed by two zeros, it's expired. You will find true love on Flag Day. <laughs> <laughs> Been a while since I heard that one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Flag day. Anyway, Amanda's here. Um, she's going to update us where she's My at. My sister. Yes, Travis's sister. That's right. Exactly. The most important part. Exactly. Your sister. And she's uh, had some other children since then. And I think we mentioned you was going to work on a book back then. And now I think you pretty much have it done or something. It's it's not published yet. No, no, I'm halfway, almost halfway done. Okay, and what we're going to do? I told the guys here to have a question ready for you. Um, update us where you're at now. Um, kind of maybe recap or whatever with fostering the kids who you've had lately, or not. I know you can't really tell names, but yeah. a little bit of experiences. And I'll let these guys give you their questions as we go along. Okay, yeah. so just take it away. Th- so the the last time I was here, I'd only had two little boys. And I thought I would only have little boys forever because they're great and they're funny and they're rotten and I just love them so much. But since then, I've had three little girls, which I didn't. If you would have ever asked me if I would have had girls, I would say no. (laughs) But anyways, I had um, so I've had five kids total. So now I'm an expert. (laughs) No, that's not true at all. Um, Yeah. So the girls I had a my little boys were great, great experiences. And then I had a girl and it wasn't the the best it didn't end well it didn't start well there was you know there it just mm-hmm. had a lot of problems and then they called me to take two little sisters 
And I was going to say no just because the, the first experience I had with the girl wasn't the best memories of the best time of my life. But I took the two little girls, and they changed my life, completely changed my life. We love them so much. Um, yeah, Tell so, the ages of them. So the one was, she, she'll turn three actually next weekend, and one is 10, the two little girls. Um, and then the, the other, the first little girl I had, she's 12. That's a hard age. That's a really hard age when you're for any little girl. But anyways, um, yeah, so I've now had a total of five kids, and they've been wonderful, wonderful children at, at various ages and different parts of their life. So it's been quite a... Quite a f- couple of years. <laughs> and, all, and all these kids, you've been, of course, you attend here. You're on our kids' church staff, and you bring them in into our kids' church. Yeah. Uh, except the one that you had trouble with. She was overage anyway, right? Just yeah, like so, a year she, or so she went to the youth, yeah, and she loved it. She really did. The, the youth was so welcoming she to tell her. You that. Yeah, no, she did. She wouldn't, she would tell me kind of away from everyone else, but they, she really made a lot of friends. They, everyone here was so nice and just went out of their way to be nice to her. And I just really so much appreciate that. Um, and she had a- even asked me, it just goes to show when you don't think kids are listening, they're, they're listening. She asked me one day how our church knows that God is real. Um, so yeah, she was definitely searching for things and just being here, I do think helped her. And I do, I do really think it changed her life. Our, our youth team, I really think they helped more than they know. Yeah, because she was really quiet and drawn yeah. back. Yeah, I don't think I ever got a word out of her. Same. Maybe a couple, but yeah, at but home even. Yeah. yeah, I think she was with us about four months, and I don't even know if my family ever heard her say anything. Uh, she now, was just can quiet. can you are you able to share or would you know anything about her history before she came that may have caused her to be like that? Oh yeah, for sure, and and it's so sad, and it it wasn't all her fault, and none of it was her fault. But she had been adopted when she was very young. Um, like a, a newborn baby, she had been adopted, um, and then so the, she lived, she's done this all her life. She was That's adopted, I think, when she was like nine weeks old or something. So she she didn't know she was adopted until she turned like ten, and then they wow. told her she was adopted, but that she was going to stay with someone else while they worked some things out in their family. So the same day she found out she was adopted, she went to meet her sister. And they just kind of told her, you're going to live with your sister. She didn't know she had a sister. She didn't know she was adopted. And she was supposed to be visiting for like a day or two, and then they just didn't come back. Um, so she had a lot of trauma. And then so she, and then, so she had went through that. She lived with the sister for a while. She had been in a few other foster homes before she got to me. So I think between the ages of maybe 10 and 12, she had moved like six times. She was in her sixth grade year in school. She was at four different schools for sixth grade. So she had a hard, mm. a hard life, a hard time leading up to that. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I can't blame her for kind of shutting down. With, you know. I, know, I know I've seen all the kids you brought in here, we've seen good, positive, spiritual changes in them. We've seen some spiritual growth in these, like these kids. You know, they apply themselves to what we teach and prayed and, and participated, that one in particular, did you see anything happen? Did you think anything? Because it, it, it's such a quiet and, and, you know, closed up world for her, I guess. I just wonder, because she stayed with you, do you think anything good on that side had happened to her? Oh, yes. Oh, for sure I do. 
Um, and I saw a change in her, even at home, even even up to the day she left, I could see a change in her. Um, but one one thing, one night I had went to the emergency room with my gallbladder, and it was on a Saturday <laughs> night, and I we spent that. the yeah. entire night in the emergency room. And when we got home, it was really, it was like, anyway, we were there for a long time. So I told her, I'm not going to church today. Um, I just don't feel well. Uh, you know, I'm not going to church. You don't have to go to church if you want to get to sleep. We got home at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. And we had been at the emergency room since like 1030 the night before. And she said, but I want to go to church. And that just kind of caught me off guard because she wouldn't ever be vocal about what she wanted to do, especially. And I always just thought she just didn't like church, but she didn't say anything. So Travis, my brother, Travis here. That's me. Yep. He actually came to pick her up and <laughs> took job. her took her to church, and she, you know, and she loved it. And so that, that actually did catch me off guard. And then that, to me, was just a testament of what the church actually did mean to her and what being here actually did mean to her. But see, that when that's where I think it affects us in kid ministry is when we see kids like that, whether they're foster kids or not, and they just don't show a whole lot of emotion and they're quiet and reserved and and they're here for a while and whether they leave and go somewhere else or they're still with us, we wonder, are we making a change? Are we are we doing a good work for this kid? Yeah. And we and we know it's because this child has got some issues, whatever it might be, and we know we're not gonna get a hundred percent positive reaction from every kid that comes through here. And we've had some uh, hard shells to crack before. You know, they come in here and took them a while, and they got used to it, and they love us now. And and then they're a little bit more opened up. And then there's some kids like this here. You're like, did we do anything at all good? You know, then we take blame on ourselves, and we feel like maybe we're not doing something right. But we know, yeah. I think when we see situations like this, it's just one of those cases. And you and you had that one. Yeah. And um, um, you, you may have told us that one time that um, – he had said that that Sunday morning that she wanted to go to church. I don't remember that, but I, yeah. I, that's good news to me. I'm glad that yeah. she had said that because that was right towards the end there, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it was. And and I'll say before we go any further, I loved her very much. We my, mm-hmm. we did. We loved her very much. But there's a point when you have to know if you're helping somebody. And that's the point I got to with her. It wasn't doing her any good to be here. And that's when you have to know to step back and just tell the workers. She's not... She doesn't want to be here. She didn't. She didn't want to be here. She wanted to be in a home with other children where she could blend in. She didn't like to stand out. And here she was the only kid in my home, and all of the attention was on her. And she didn't like that, and that wasn't the environment she was used to. And not every kid wants, you know, one-on-one. So she wanted to be in a family where she could blend in. Um, So I think it is important to know when you're helping someone and when you're not. And that was not a decision I came to lightly with her. I did a lot of prayer went into her and into the whole situation. And I truly think that I can look back and, and think her leaving was good for her. It was hard for us. The situation was hard. But but I think it was just knowing that, that I had reached the limit. I couldn't help her anymore. Mm-hmm. And being here couldn't help her anymore. And I'm, I'm going to say this just for the benefit of people listening because um, – you're white. She was a black girl. Yes. So I don't. We have a multicultural church we're, here. I think we're in West Virginia. Yeah, we're in West Virginia, and uh, we have some black people here. We have some uh, a few Hispanic, not many. We got Jaden, uh, not Mikey, but um, Isaiah. Was yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was he? What nationality was he from? A little bit. Was he mixed? Or yeah, I th- yeah, I think he had a 
I think he was mixed, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so the, the girl you had there, she was the one that was reserved. She was a black girl, and she just, um, I don't think it was a cultural thing. It was just, it might, I'm sure it had something to do with it yeah. for her. But well, well, right, and that, and even with me, I, I don't know how to fix girls' hair. I can barely <laughs> fix my own hair. So she, and she would. Me neither. She would ask me, how, you know, to help her, and I, I couldn't help her with her hair. Mm-hmm. And we took her, I took her to a salon a few times, and truly they even, they even couldn't help her. Um, yeah, so she just needed more than me. She needed so much more mm-hmm. than I was prepared to give her here. There were some times that we seen her smile good. She, oh, she's yeah. so beautiful, a beautiful Yeah, because when you, when you she, see yeah. her smile, you're like, wow, man, you know, yeah. something's, you know, we tapped into something here, you know, Amanda's yeah. doing something, and and you yeah. felt, it felt very rewarding because yeah. she was that reserved. She was, yeah, and you couldn't hug her. She didn't want any hugs. If people would come up and, and hug her, she would immediately tense up, um, which is hard for a peep for a church. I will say people at church, they want to show you they love you. And mm-hmm. how do they show you? They shake your hand. They hug you. You know, they, they give you affection and love. And, and that wasn't good for her. She shut down. She didn't, she didn't like that. Um, and I think we don't realize, and it's nobody's fault, that kind of stuff did more harm to her than good. And, and I'm guilty of that. The first day I met her, the first thing I did was hug her, give her a big hug. And her face just, she looked at me like, why are you close to me? Wow. Why are you? So, yeah, so that's not, didn't always end up being. And I, and, I, and I did try to give her a hug several times, and she just wanted nothing to do with it. And those of us outside who've never fostered, parented yeah. before, we would think that that's what a kid like that would want. Yeah, me too. You but me too. you would think. Yeah, yeah. Me too. And then I guess yeah. maybe um, there might be a lot more like that because we, yeah. we don't know their world. Right. Yeah. We don't. We, none of us grew up like that. And they just, I don't know. I mean, it's, some of them just. Yeah. It's hard. It's so just, hard. Yeah, who do you trust? Because we don't know what they've seen, how they've been treated. They've been through, some of these kids go through multiple families. And yeah. they're there just just so the people, the Foster parents can get some money. Yeah. Let's be truth about it. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. They're just there to get money for it, what they're doing, and they don't get that affection and love that you've given them. We've watched mm-hmm. you spend that money on them, yeah. and we see it. It's visible. And she's it's very old evident. enough, and she probably was afraid to open up to anyone because she understood that it wasn't, like, as soon as you get close to someone, she's probably going to move on to somewhere else. Yeah, she had been hurt. She That's had been probably hurt so what much. she's experienced. Yeah. But, yeah, I when you brought up Isaiah I have a funny story about him so he was and and you know we love him so much even now we I love him so much but I was at the DMV my driver's license had expired and the girl and and he he was just so I had so much personality and we always cut his hair in a mohawk because that's what he wanted and he just you know so at the DMV and he's standing by me at the counter the counter of the DMV and the woman says, oh, he's so cute, and was just talking to me about how cute he was. And she says, well, he doesn't look like you. And I said, no, he doesn't. And she said, does he look a lot like his dad? And, I was, and without thinking, I said, oh, I've only met his dad once. Oh, roasted. It was so funny. It was funny. I have no idea. And, right, and, I, and he looked at me and said, Amanda, and he laughed so hard, and then he whispers, let's not tell her why. And I was, okay. So we just went back to our seat and laughed the whole rest of the time while we were waiting. It was funny. It's still funny to us, but yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, you, you give everything, whatever 
um, is provided to you, you give these kids. And I think that's a big part. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. The, and and, and yeah. it's because uh, we've seen and heard, all of us have, that a lot of these kids, you know, don't get that. This, this is for them. And uh, you give that to them, and you give yourself and your love and their attention to these. You be a parent to these kids. And it's sad to think, and I'm sure you probably said something like that in your book or whatever, that a lot of people are just abusing the system. Well, well, the girls. So the girls that I just recently had um, came to me in an emergency situation from another foster home. <laughs> well, and they were only with me for a very short time because they were actually, the, their mom, they were going back to their family. Um, they had been in foster care for about four or five months at the other home. So by the time I got them, they had already planned to transition home within the 30, within a month. Um, but the home, they, the day that they came to me, the little girl, she's yeah. three, she didn't have shoes on. Her shirt was so stained, it didn't fit her. So this little girl's almost three, and all of the clothes that she came with were size 18 months. So Holy they were cow. so tight on her, and her little pants, I just, and she was so dirty. Her face was just caked in dirt. And I thought, this, this what is going on? And anyway, so... When we started unpacking her stuff, I said to her sister, why, why? So the way the system works, let me just say this. Uh, that when, the, when you have children that are school age, you get clothing vouchers for back to school. And when they had moved in, it was like the first week of school. So the older sister had a, a tons of clothes and a few pairs of shoes, and they were all new clothes that they had bought with the clothing voucher. So the older sister had some clothes and had some things. The little girl, I said, she doesn't have anything. And I'm looking through, and all of her stuff is 18 months close. So the first day after we unpacked, they moved in late at night. So after we unpacked the next morning, I was finding clothes for the little one. And it's it wasn't funny at the time, but looking back, every shirt I put on her, her little belly just came out of it. <laughs> yeah. And then, then all the, it was just, we had a, lot, I have we to, a lot in common. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to take her now, like, you know, to her daycare with her little belly and no shoes. Like, we didn't have shoes. Um, she had one shoe, so I don't know if she lost it in the car or what happened, but she had one shoe and no clothes that fit her. So, and what, what's really funny about her, so the next day I took off work because I thought, I can't just have this little girl and send her somewhere and we have nothing. So we go to Walmart and, and I just go to buy her clothes and we go to the little clothing section and her little eyes just, she goes, wow. She was so excited. So we bought her these little outfits and these little shoes. And when I put them on, she actually said, wow, and smiled so big. She couldn't stop looking at herself in the mirror. <laughs> Sounds like and to so me they, she, they've never been shopping before. Right. So, And that's so sad. She had been in a foster home who was getting money and benefits for her being there uh, for four she, months, almost five months. And she came to me filthy dirty with no clothes and no shoes. That's pitiful. There were and more that kids is in ridiculous. House, right? Yes. And so, yeah, tell and us. So so my little my yeah, little boy, one of the on one of the boys I had, um, his little sisters were were in that same foster home because she only has girls because she has um, a daughter and only had um, wants to have girls didn't have room to have boys, and his little sisters were there in the home and he was with me, and they would have visits with with their mom. Their hair hadn't been combed for days and days, and I you know it's that's not okay. They they would the little girl. My little boy's sister, she was also three. And I remember the first time I met her, she just like ran up to me and was hugging me and didn't want to leave. And then I saw her somewhere else um, 
just randomly we ran into her and someone was getting pizza and the other sister said, well, are, is the pizza for the kids or just the adults? So she, they're used to wow. just like having them order That's... pizza and the adults eat. How, it's ridiculous. I, I, I could talk about that all day, how mad it makes me. But, but anyways, the two little girls came to me from that home and it was the best thing that's ever happened to them, probably. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to me and my family, probably. But just that they were in that situation for four, almost five months, and and nobody listened to them. It was just sad. I, we saw the woman, the foster mom. We saw her at the mall. And the older sister that it was is, was currently living with me saw her car in the mall parking lot. She locked the doors to the car, and her whole face went pale. I said, what's wrong? She said, there's her car. Her hands were shaking. She was visibly shaking when she saw the car in the parking lot of the mall. And I, and I said, well, sweetie, it's just, you don't even know if that's her. Oh no, I do. And I don't want her to see my sister because she was too mean. And I don't want her to see my sister. Oh my. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know that one. Oh, it's awful. And I guess if the kids don't say anything to their social workers, how will they know? You know, and, and you wonder these things do get told. It, it nothing gets done, right? Yeah, like how, how right, do these people right. still get kids to foster? Yeah, right. Like well, they can't anymore. They, yeah, they did. So when they okay. came to me in an emergency situation, she had a couple other kids in the in the home, and they did shut the home down because I guess the birth to three workers that my little girl had had went into the home. And they're the ones that reported it to them that they need and the to girl, be taken. The out. girl you had before that, didn't we take her there like to stay the night one yeah, night? Yeah, well, like I had my had surgery. surgery. Yeah, she stayed there a few nights. Um, and actually, you know, she she was on some medicine for something. Was, was tell us the condition the of that house. I remember you telling us that they came out of. Oh, it was just well, well, and, well. My first, the little, the girl that I had before that stayed at that home. When I had surgery, she had medicine that she took, and when she came back, like 10 pills were missing. So they had taken medicine from her. Took her medication. Yeah, they had taken her medication. And I told the worker, and they said, I I might just be miscounting, or I might just be wrong. You know why? Because you only had one kid, and she had four or six. Yep. Ugh, I, That's I, why she liked it better there because the living conditions weren't all that great either, were they? No, no, and and they were in the process of moving. So then, when I sent them, when that little girl, my little girl, stayed with her when I had surgery, they had like five girls. She said in one room sleeping on like air mattresses, mm-hmm. which you're not allowed when you have a kid in your home. You, they have to have a bed, and every kid has to have a bed. And not air mattress. That's not you can't have kids yeah, sleeping on right. air mattresses. But I'm gonna turn us around. I want you to tell us um, in the end some experience, some good experiences that when they came back, how they were responding uh, to coming to kids church. Then we'll talk. Won't you talk about your book? And then we're gonna let these guys ask questions. We'll start with Andrew in a little bit yeah. and let them ask your their questions to you. So in the end. Because we've seen changes in these girls, these last two girls you had. Yeah. Tell us some good experiences. Yeah, so the last two girls went home, like I said, with, to, to be with their family, um, which is so good. Their, their families tried so hard. Their mom, um, I talked to their mom almost every day. She's a great lady. She really is a great lady. Um, so they went home, but we're, the girls have been coming to visit on the weekends. And the first weekend, the old, they came back. The older one was so excited to come to church. So my cousin had given her about eight bags of of just dresses, just all all the clothes that any little girl would need. And she just thought it was the the greatest thing. And the day they found out they were moving, 
they, they moved very quickly. They, they went home very quickly. And she just, and I had to pack their stuff while they were at school because it was just all happening so quickly. And when she got home in the driveway, she told the social worker, but I have eight bags of dresses. You, you have to get my dresses. <laughs> and they did because she just loved coming to church so much. And she wanted to wear her prettiest clothes and just, you know, fix her hair as pretty as she, which I'm not good with hair, like, like we already said. <laughs> so I could not help her with that. But um, yeah, so they were so excited to come to church. So when they went home, they were home for about three weeks before they came back to visit for the first weekend. And the, the older girl was so excited to come back to church. She told me that she that her stomach was hurting because she was so excited to come back to church and see everybody. And she couldn't wait to see anyone's expression when they finally saw that she was here. <laughs> she couldn't sleep the night before all the way to church. She was so excited. Oh well, when we pulled in the driveway of the church, the parking lot that morning, the littlest one, she doesn't talk much. She's so smart. She's as smart as can be. But she's just not very vocal. Um, as soon as she saw where we were, she went oh, and started kicking her feet and could not. She was trying to unbuckle her own self from this car seat, trying so excited <laughs> to be at church. Um, and when we took her into her to the, to the toddler classroom, Alexa, my sister-in-law, carried her in and said when she realized where she was, she tried to jump out of Alexa's arms because she was so excited wow. to be in her she classroom. She loves Rose. Yeah, yeah, she Rose. loves. Yeah. She does woes. <laughs> she <laughs> loves Rose. Rose. Yeah, and, and yeah. So both of those. She girls, hates me, but she loves Rose. Yeah, she, she doesn't. <laughs> she hates doesn't me. Why? Oh my! Poor <laughs> one time I told her. I told her don't eat a whole forkful of, of ketchup. She loves ketchup. <laughs> and, and now, and now she hates me. She was yeah, putting, like, don't eat just ketchup, you weirdo. <laughs> and now she hates me. She was putting a you fork think? of ketchup in her mouth, and Travis said. Don't eat just ketchup, and she cried so hard. And now she won't. And now she won't go near it. Child hater. She liked me one day, (laughs) and then I told her about don't eat forks full of ketchup. (laughs) All right, real quick, give us a good strong narrative of your book and what's in it, chapter titles, or or what's your objective here. Yeah, so my my book is called Foster Parenting Stinks. Okay, and so, but listen, I don't actually Uh think foster, I love foster parenting. I don't actually think it stinks. But here's the thing. So on the front of my book, the cover is going to have the poop emoji because every one of my kids, with the exception of one, the older girl that just left, has had bathroom issues. They use the bathroom in their pants, on the floor, at school. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They'll sit in it all day long. It does not matter. Every kid I've had has had bathroom issues except these last two little girls. But the little, it's actually funny. So I, I don't, I've never had a little kid. I've never changed diapers. And then this little girl that I just had is in diapers. And the first night I changed her diaper, I wiped her, got her all cleaned up, was perfectly fine. Well, I didn't know she had it all over her. When she turned around, she got it all over oh. the blanket on their first night there, 930 at night. So yeah, oh. we have bathroom issues with every, with, yeah. that was more my fault than hers. Yeah, but, I was going to say. And her, and her sister said, haven't you ever well, changed it, it a just diaper? So, it just so happens, <laughs> you know, it, uh, Travis, he has that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, come on now. Yeah, so, so my, my book is called Foster Parenting Stinks, just because of all of those Thing. I've cleaned up more disgusting toilet messes than anyone. Anyway, well, what else do you talk about? Do you talk about the system? Yes. Okay. So, in I talk. First of all, I start my book talking about my first little boy, and I might cry if I, if I talk about this. But talking about how the moment, the first moment I saw him, I love that boy. <laughs> I was scared. Mikey. Yes, yeah. I was scared to death. I hadn't had any foster kids. 
and I was scared to death. I didn't sleep the whole night. How long ago was that that he so, went home? Oh, almost two years. The summer will be two years. Yesterday, mm-hmm. two years ago, yesterday, the kids are still asking for prayer for Mikey. Yeah. And Wednesday yes, night. Yes, in kids' church. Wednesday night yes. service. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is how I start my book, just saying I was so scared, and then the first thing he said to me, I went outside to help him get his clothes out of the car. And he didn't say hi. I didn't know what, what I was going to say to him. And the first thing he said, do you have pets? <laughs> no, I don't have pets. I have a fish. And he stops like dead and just, that's bad news. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why is that bad news? And I killed a fish yeah. once. And I said, oh, did you forget to feed it? No, I fed it too much and its belly exploded. And he (laughs) laughed, right? And I thought, oh, I love this kid. So that was our very, very first conversation from so that, from that. And I laughed so hard. And I'm that person that when kids do something bad, I I have to laugh. It's funny, right? They're Uh not bad, but ornery. It's funny. So, yeah, so I remember thinking in that moment, I just love him already. He's going to, this is just, and he had been to several foster homes before he came. And that night, and then this is also in my book, um, that, that same night he was, we were in his room sitting on the floor playing with Play-Doh. And he just looks up at me and says, you're the only person that wants me. Oh, wow. Because if it didn't work out here, he was going to a group home, and they had already told him that because he had been in so many homes already. And I said, I want you very much. I, I love you very much. And he said, I love you too, and gave me the biggest hug. So I just love that boy from the first moment. So the first part of my book starts with that, just about being nervous and about the first time we meet and just how you can have such a silly conversation with somebody that can just change your life. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, so that's it. And then we just I talk about him and just kind of his background for a while. Um, and then, so my chapters don't have any fun names. If anyone wants to name them, you know, I'm open oh, for that. You, you are looking but. at uh, <laughs> us four yeah. right here. You have come to the right place. I mean, the right place. Yeah. You help us, we'll help you with chapter titles. So, so far, I have chapter one, chapter two. Yeah, so that's how it goes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, right. I have so, to wait for the movie version to come out because I can't read. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait so, for the movie. Yeah, so I'm all the way through my, my second little boy and half of the first little girl that I had. Um, and then when these two sisters came, my everything got so, so busy. So I haven't had time to go back um, and just talk about that. So I had never had more than one kid at a time. So that also was a kind of different experience. So I'm kind of excited to write about that because I was, re- I was really nervous about that. But it turned out to be, you know, that was a great situation. Um, yeah, so that's what my book's about. I talk about the kids, the first time I met them, the first time I met um, my second little boy was in the parking lot of Burger King. They were dropping him off to his dad for a visit for a couple of hours, and I was just picking up his clothes. So I said to him, Do you, I'm going to the, the grocery store. Is there anything you want? Or I said the store. I didn't say grocery. I said, is there anything you want? When I go to the store, like I meant a snack, like do you want granola bars or apple? What do you want? And he says, yeah, I want a John Cena action figure. Because <laughs> 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 they're hard to find. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, because you can't sure. see him. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he beats you to it, Travis. Yeah. You're so salty. Man, it doesn't even get it. I don't get it, but it's Oh, okay. come on. But yeah, so. <laughs> so John Cena! I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so all of these first time conversations with these kids have turned out to be like, just just funny, you know, just really funny. They set funny. the mark. 
They set the stage for you. They do, right. And yeah, and it's just, I when I said, is there anything you want? I thought he would say pizza or something, you know, but he wants John Cena action figure. So it's just been funny <laughs> and not anything what I've expected. And these little girls, the first conversation I had, the, the older little girl was telling me all about her sister and what her sister needs and her sister's name. And so she was at my house for about an hour before I said, sweetie, what's your name? <laughs> I didn't even ask her a name because we were, so yeah, so the first conversations... <laughs> I talk a lot about that, about how that can just like just can change your whole perspective of the kid and the situation. And, you know, um, so I talk about that. I talk about um, their their bathroom issues, but most of all, why they have because kids don't just have bathroom problems if there's not a reason. So I talk about that. Um, And then I talk about the system because it doesn't always look like the system is helping the children. In all of my cases, it, it has never looked to me like the system is helping the children. Now, the place, and I said this before, the place I foster through, those people are wonderful. They're, they're wonderful and they do what they can, but it's the DHHR workers. They're just the go-between between the DHHR workers and the foster parents. The DHHR workers are the people that just have so much to do that they can't focus on every child. And that might sound like an excuse, but from experience, I really think that's what it is. I don't think they don't care. I think they just have so much going on. So I talk a lot about that. Um, yeah. Well, and, well, I, and I'll talk about this also, actually, at the end of my book. They called me today for a kid tw- twice, actually. But I said I won't be home until late. You know, we can probably move him in tonight, but it's going to be late. And, sh- and, and the woman says, well, let me call and see if there's family he can go with. But so my thought is, why wouldn't you check that before you put this kid in foster care? Uh-huh. Right? So I'll talk, yeah. about, I'll talk about that also, that sometimes I don't think of the most obvious. Yeah, so that's just a little gist of wow. my book. Okay. I'm going to let Andrew ask his question first. And uh, when your book gets ready, we want to help you promote it, put it out there, and have you back again for that. So, Andrew, your question. My question is, um, how does it work whenever you – get a, a child who um, is not cooperative, uh, just overall bad situation. Like, it's, it's just not good. Like, how does that work? Like, what, what happens in that situation? Um, so I wish I, I had a better answer than this. But so you have, if you meet a child and give it a chance and it really, really doesn't work, you can put in your 30-day notice with the foster home it doesn't mean your 30-day notice from ever foster parenting but with that child and they have 30 days to find them a new home sometimes it can happen quickly because my kids have all come from other homes so that those parents had given their 30-day notice so when they call me I if I take them immediately when they give their day 30-day notice you know I, I haven't ever made anyone wait 30 days before I take a kid but in the case with my other my little girl who I did give the, uh, my 30-day notice on, they um, were kind of dragging their feet, and they were wanting me – I put in my notice, and they had a, a date that my 30-day notice would be over, but they were trying to extend it. So the worker actually said, you have to put your foot down to, to this DHHR worker because – this is not good for her to be here anymore. It's not good for you that she's here anymore. Tell them you gave your 30 days and and that's that. So I did have to do that. And I'm not good at being aggressive and I'm not good at, I'm really not good at that at all. But I did, but I actually did it 
and I was it wasn't a thing I could even be proud of myself for do, for doing but but I was able so that's how it works you put in your 30 days they find another home or another place to put them and then I guess hope that it works out there okay Jared your question okay well it starts off with a statement okay um so something you guys probably don't know um my my mom and dad was going to adopt a, a baby girl because my dad always wanted a girl and he got two boys instead so um i i don't know like i i knew i knew you guys <laughs> <laughs> um, uh i don't know like i can't remember details about it but i remember that the baby died like oh. like before we were about to get her like i saw pictures of her and stuff stuff like that and I knew how it, like, affected my parents. And my question is, like, how, how have you learned to, like, cope with, like, learning how, they, like, you can't control the situation, like, things that are above you? Like, how have you learned to, like, manage your inner <sighs> self? Well, I haven't. <laughs> no, but a lot of prayer. Truly, it takes a lot of prayer. Because I don't know what I would do without God and the strength that you get from God. So that, that it just takes a lot of prayer and, and comfort. And I'll, I'll say people at church are so comforting when children leave. And so I told Travis, whenever the girls left, I didn't want to come to church that next Wednesday because everyone comes over and says, oh, the girls left. How are you doing? And everyone wants to know how you're doing. You got to relive it. Every which is time. so nice. But then I can't get through it without crying. And then, yeah, so, so you don't, I don't know that you really learn how to cope with it as much as you just have to accept it. You just have to realize that for whatever reason, it was God's will that, that all the kids have went back home and even if they're in conditions that I don't think children should be in, it's still, it's God's will and they're with their family. And if they're happy, that's, you know, and then that's what we want for them. Ultimately, that's what we want for them to be happy and for their short time here to have made a difference in their lives. I so think, you just have to accept it. I think one way you're coping with what he asked you is your book. Yeah. Because that's one reason why a lot of us, including myself, I journal things. It's I'm the only one that knows about it, that reads it. No one else reads it. And when I face issues and tough times, I write this stuff down. I write everything how I feel. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I do that. I keep it to myself. I think you writing the book is one way yeah. how you're coping with th the situation, the system that is out of your hands. You can only go so far with it, and you're, you're letting it out in this book, and you're going to let people know, which yeah. is great. So, yeah. Awesome. Travis, your question. Uh, what... <laughs> Uh, type of advice would you give someone that would that is thinking about getting into fostering? So that's funny. I've actually had three people email me this week that are <laughs> friends of friends asking the same thing. Wow. But my and my advice would be just do it. Don't put it off because the more you think about it, the the just with anything in life, you're not going to do it. If you just keep putting it off and putting it off and waiting for a perfect time, there will never be a perfect time. And I'm actually, that's my advice for myself right now because they're calling to, for me to take more kids and I'm just putting it off and putting it off. They've called me like eight times with eight kids and I just keep saying no. I don't think it's the right time. Well, there will never be a right time. But mm -hmm. if, we, if we're in God's will and we're in God's time, just don't put it off. If you want to do it, it, um, you'll never have enough money. You'll never have a big enough house. You'll never have enough time. So just do it if you want to, if that's 
something that God's calling you to do, don't put it off. Just And a lot of people will tell me, I want to wait until my kids are grown or until we retire. Well, that's fine. Everyone's, everyone's different. Everyone's timing is different. But if you're thinking about it and you want to do it, just do it. There's no better time than right now. Well, I was glued to this. That was good stuff. Would you want me to tell you one more thing? Do you have enough time? Go for it. Go. So this is something in my book, too. That So I talk about, I forgot to say this, I'm sorry, about my parents and my family and how I can see my parents changing, not only the kids, but my whole family changing through this whole experience. And and one story I tell in my book, and it's funny, but you can't appreciate it on paper as if I tell you this, okay? (laughs) So my little boy, my first little boy, Mikey, I'll just say his name. He, one morning I said, let's get ready and eat breakfast before school. What, what do you want me to make? I want Doritos. Dude, you can't have Doritos for breakfast. You're six years old. You're, you're not doing it. And he puts his hand Andrew on does. his hip and he looks at me and says, well, I'm going to tell Jimmy. That, that's my dad. I said, well, tell Jimmy because Jimmy, Jimmy didn't let me eat Doritos when I was six years old for breakfast. So it, days had went by before I went to my parents' house and we pulled in. Days and days later, he slammed that door and put his hand and marched into the living room. And I come in to hear him saying, Jimmy, your daughter would not let me eat Doritos for breakfast. And I said, oh, I'm thinking to myself, let him have it, Dad. And my dad says, oh, Amanda, let the boy have it. (laughs) And then my second little boy went into the, the BFS down the street um, I think I was getting like cash out of the ATM, and he says, "Can I have a Mountain Dew?" Well, he called my mom Dar, only person that's ever called my mom Dar, and Dar was in the car. And he, can I have a Mountain Dew? No, no, it's eight thirty at night. You can have a you can have a Mountain Dew. At, I've never had a Mountain Dew in my life. No, you can't have a Mountain Dew. I'm going to tell Dar. Go tell her. My mom wouldn't let her drink pop. We didn't even have Kool-Aid when we were kids. <laughs> right, sorry. We're not, you know, right, mom didn't let us drink pop, especially yeah. Mountain Dew at 830 at night. That's why I got a giant thing of Mountain <laughs> <laughs> so, so I told him, I said, dude, go tell Dar that I wouldn't give you Mountain Dew. He walks out to the car. My mom's in the car waiting. He's like storm, like looking at me. Ha ha, tells my mom, she wouldn't give me Mountain Dew. And I'm waiting. Yeah, mom, tell him. It's 8.30 at night, of course. Mom looks at me. Go get that boy Mountain Dew. No, when you're not. Right? <laughs> They're pushovers. So how ridiculous. So my whole parents have changed, you know. And even Alexa and Travis, will save those stories for later. But they've even, <laughs> they're even pushovers, especially with this little one. I ain't no pushover. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So you can read all about that and how Poor it just man. changes my family. It's funny. It's funny. And, and, and it works for you. Good, and it changes your family in a positive way and here in Kids Church because you're using this right. You're, you're working at the way it's supposed to be worked with. That's why it's working for you so well, and you're seeing such positive effects out of it because you're doing it right. Well, I'm this trying. is what it's for, and, and uh, we don't always see that a lot. And so we thank you for it. So um, let's give a round of applause. Oh, man, thanks for coming in today. And... Uh, Again, I'm sharing. Let, your heart. Just let her eat forksful ketchup, Amanda. With Doritos and Mountain Dew. With Doritos and Mountain Dew. All also. right. So that combination sounds disgusting. <laughs> All right, it's time to move on. Here we go. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for Pod Jinx, where corny kids' jokes never grow old. Here is your joy, <laughs> Jester. <laughs> Travis Johnson. Phenomena. Phenomena. I'm going to have some Oreos. Phenomena. 
Oh yeah, Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. John Cena theme song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I need to have that. Yes. <laughs> All right, Travis. Oh, you ready? Yeah, oh, we're ready. Let's do this. All right, let's go. I need to find. No, oh, wait, wait. Listen. We can let the kids in first. Okay. We have, have a lot of Amanda, Amanda invite the kids in. Yeah. Come on in. Oh, Not yet, dude. Oh. They, they didn't hear that. Oh. You got to yell that out. Kids, I can't yell. <laughs> kids, yeah. come in. We have kids. Doritos well, and Mountain Dew. Oh, hey, that's ketchup. a keyboard right hey, there. Hey, <laughs> There they are. <laughs> All right, now listen. <laughs> We've been doing this for how many episodes? Like 84 and like 18 years now? No. <laughs> 84 yeah, it's, episodes. It's like 2130, yeah. Yeah, it's like 2049 <laughs> right now. So I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel with these jokes. Uh-oh. So, so just humor me if they're not very funny. Well, do, you, do you, we need to trim down like two per episode now? Maybe, maybe two. Okay. I'll, I'll stick with three today, and then okay. next time we'll do two. All right. And then one. You have been warned. And then none. And then, <laughs> then I'll go somewhere else and do my jokes. All right. What is a, crayon, a crayon's favorite state? A crayon. What is a crayon's Cray- favorite state? A crayon's. State. Like, like children's crayon. 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 A Crayola. Thank you, man. You look a it cra- up in the dictionary. No, it's not a it is crayon. Crayola is a brand of crayon. So wrong. So wrong on so many. I can't think of the answer to the joke because I'm is, stuck on crayon. It is does anyone <laughs> crayon? Does anyone honestly know how to say it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's crayon. That's what crayon. I said. You said crayon. <laughs> the first time I said crayon, you said crayon. You said like cranberry. <laughs> you look it up in There's the dictionary. Alabama. Stop, Alabama. <laughs> Jared. Stop. Um, you look it up in the dictionary, and it says proper pronunciation. Pray on. <laughs> like, pray on. Cray off. You're going to pray on and cray on. Okay, I think. They need to make crayon erasers. <laughs> what's, what's, what's Got it, Illinois. Crofts. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's worse than crayon is people that say crown. Crown. I was going to say crown at first. That is not, no. no. Exactly. I didn't know the Washington. Consensus. No. Okay, what so we got, we got 48 more to go. What was the question? <laughs> it was a. What a crayon, a crayon's favorite state. A crayon's favorite state. A crayon's favorite state. All right, uh, stop, okay, me, it, stop me when I get is there. Is it like a state Alabama. of no, Alaska, stop. Arizona? Okay. <laughs> You're going to get it. What if it's like a state of, like, not not a state, but like its favorite? Washington. Like a state of matter? Like, yeah. State of matter? Car- Carolina. Cra- no. No. Carolina. You're close. You guys are so close. New Hampshire. Is that a state? It's not close to Carolina. Is that a state? <laughs> Old Hampshire. Kentucky, Tennessee. Kentucky uh, Derby. Derby. Are you ready for are you uh, ready? Give, us, give us an answer. Chicago. No. That's not even a <laughs> What's the answer? It's uh, Colorado. Colorado. Oh. <laughs> Don, Don, you get it? I saw Colorado. Well, I was trying to say it. Everyone kept interrupting me. Colorado. He was almost at it. He was going in alphabetical order. All right. You ready for this yes. one? Ready for the other one. What is blue and not very heavy? Crayons. No. Well. Crayons. 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 Blue paint. (laughs) (laughs) Have you have you ever held like five gallons of paint? Right. The sky. 
It's, it's blue and, and not strong. very heavy. Yeah. Uh, that could uh, be anything. Uh, masking tape. Oh, yeah, this uh, painter's tape. Oh, uh, that's too practical. The uh, the foam cover on Jared's microphone. Yep, that's it. That's the joke. Is that funny? The cover on Jared's microphone. Okay, next joke. No. What? No. <laughs> okay. What's blue and not very heavy? What? Light blue. Uh, <laughs> white blue <laughs> These are good actually <laughs> Now see what you do with that Travis uh-huh. you, To, to, yeah, to spread like your theme. jokes out you, Next time you do it Let me I don't know two months down the road You say instead of blue you just play, replace it with another color Like uh, red Yeah Well light red and we'll is, like, uh, Light red is pink Essentially Or green What do you call Let's think of a joke What do you call Uh the color red all by itself. Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I, 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 I got it. I just, <laughs> I just didn't I, want it. I just think that deserves elevator. Oh. Hey, give me a break. I just thought it on the spot. <laughs> all right, last one. Are you ready? We're ready. Give me a break. <laughs> break break me, me off, off a piece of that, that football cream. cream. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apple sauce. <laughs> Chrysler car. <laughs> All right. Hair for men. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. What are Super Mario's pants made out of? Oh, um. Uh, it's a me. Uh, the the, 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 the I'm lights. Thinking, I'm thinking of like the words lights in the television. Here. The lights in the screen. Yeah, the pixels. pixels. The pixels, yes, 100%. Um, Jared, Jared's digging deep over here. He's trying nice. to figure it out. It's a me. It's a me. I'm Mario. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me. I'm Mario. <laughs> it's got to be something like that. Is that what you were thinking? I was thinking like oh, something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are Mario's pants made out of? Denim, denim, denim. Ah, <laughs> something. <laughs> That's all, folks. I was gonna say denim because it's denim coveralls, but I wouldn't have tied it in with the uh, thing there. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, jokes ever. Amanda, here's our new segment it's called all, "All of the Jokes Ever." The man. Toy Box. <laughs> Everybody Come on, Amanda This is Toy Box where we kind of just talk about whatever. <laughs> uh, Andrew has some good news for us. Andrew, take it away. Spread the good word, brother. I have a new pupper. I have a new pupper. pupper. Yes. He is. Where is he? At home. Oh. With, with grandpa and grandma. <laughs> um, he is a 12 week old golden retriever. 
about as fluffy as cotton candy. <laughs> um, his name is Thanos. Yes. After the Avengers. Um, he is very hyper yep. at some times, but he sleeps a lot. Yep. He will nice. sleep a lot. Um, he is very not potty trained at the moment. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's, that's interesting, especially since I'm at school uh, all, you know, all day. And then I come home and uh, super excited to see me. Um, but the thing is that we picked him up um, outside of Lancaster, PA, uh, on an Amish farm, like a legit Amish farm. Whenever we were driving to it, um, straight up horse and buggy, like every two miles. He built his um, own doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I was. I was actually. I was actually kind of upset whenever we got to that farm. Um, because <laughs> uh, a flock of cows. The flock. <laughs> there, there was a flock of moosen. Moosen, um, I love it. Yes, but they. Uh, they did not treat uh, the dogs well at all. Gosh. Um, it was him, Thanos, um, and his seven siblings. They kept all of them in a chicken coop. What? Yeah, I was, I was not happy. They treated them like farm animals. Um, so he, like, not socialized at all, has no contact with human beings beside the guys who fed him. Um, the only dogs he knew were his siblings. Uh, just not a good situation. Um, we had a five-hour drive home. Jeez. About 45 minutes into the drive, uh, he threw up because he's never been in the car before. Doesn't even know what a car is because he's Amish. Um, <laughs> or because he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he threw up extremely lethargic because he, he had no idea what was going on. He'd just been ripped away from his quote-unquote home. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's Too real. Yeah. yeah, it's very realistic. Um, and he was just not a puppy at all. We thought something was wrong with him, so we took him to the vet. Um, and they said that you're just dealing with a very bad situation with a very, very unsocialized dog. Um, so once he got used to me, Aww. and uh, yeah, it's sad. Um, once, once he got used to me and my dad, um, he's livened up a lot. Um, Really hyper whenever we go out and play. Um, regular dog, runs around the house. Uh, super, super fluffy. I love it. <laughs> um, just He's just a regular puppy now. The training begins. Um, we're trying to get him into obedience school because he you know, doesn't really know humans that well because me and my family is the only ones that he's really ever known. Um, and they can't get him in until March or April. Wow. So, by then, but that—that's because they need to have him trained. That's because yeah. this dude is so good. That's why that many people want him. Um, so it's going to be a very Maybe interesting like, couple uh, months. A Peco and and until then, Maybe, Peco yeah. has has classes. Like really? Yeah. Hmm. Every like Monday. I have to look into that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting couple months. Um, you know, did, did he ever get mad? Um. He doesn't really get mad. Uh, he gets punished a lot um, because, you know, he's, he has no idea what a house is. Like, he'd never been to a house, never had this much room to roam around. Um, he gnaws and chews on everything. He's a puppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, the, the way I punish him, is he hates loud noises. So whenever he does something that I don't want or he's, you know, gnawing on wood or something like that, 
I get a pair of my Nike sandals and clap them together yeah. real hard. <laughs> Woo! Boy, he straightens up real quick. Ring ding ding. I got him some football cream. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Yippee! my dog. His name is Thanos. Awesome. I, I tried to find an Infinity Gauntlet uh, collar. Oh. They don't exist. You need to invent there's, one. There's this have, company um, that does uh-oh. Marvel dog collars. They have Captain America. They have, yeah. they have everyone except for Thanos. On Chewy.com, they have a Captain America one that's like a seatbelt. I, mm-hmm. I have a belt that matches. Nice. <laughs> See, I, I want to get him a Thanos one because his name is Thanos. Uh-huh. Or um, just an Infinity Gauntlet one. Or I, I just need to make him an Infinity Gauntlet. So he can wear. But like an Infinity Gauntlet keychain on his collar. Yeah. So you I, rescued this dog, basically, and you're pretty much like a hero to him now, aren't you? Pretty much, yeah. He's, rescued yeah. from the Amish. Rescued him from the Amish. <laughs> what's the Not word, what's the word when Amish people go on, like, they go to the real world? It's like a... Oh, yeah. Me and me and my dad were reading about this on that? the way home. It's, um, so, it's called something. It's called... Yeah, they, yeah, it's... I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, they... They go to experience the real world and then, Yeah, they sent... It's like... 14 to 16 years yeah. old. And I don't know why they picked that age because oh. you legally can't really do anything at yeah. that age, which is just, it's yeah. stupid. They send their teenager out to the real world. They literally say, you have a week or two weeks, whatever, experience the world, everything goes, do whatever you want. That's to get unleashed. them. And, and then, the, yeah. And then they can choose at the end of the two weeks to come back right. to their family. Or to stay. come back or stay. And if they choose to not come back and stay in the real world, like they're legit banished from that, from like the community, and they're not allowed to come back. That sounds like a good movie, doesn't it? People stop being oh, polite and start getting right, real. You're probably about right. Yeah. TM. Amish, Amish. What is that noise? It's his teeth, chattering teeth over there. Oh, it's, it's dark yeah. and cold. Man. <laughs> Jared, Easy. Jared's wanting to tell us about his story. Uh-huh, no. he, oh, yeah. You had a, yeah. you got to go to a concert. When was it? Last weekend? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, that oh, was just missing church. No, oh, Sunday. It's Sunday night. Oh, it's Sunday okay. night. Okay, yeah. you're good. You're What's good. up? <laughs> so tell us about the concert. Um, it was the I went to see Lecrae and Andy Minio. Oh. And a bunch of I know others. Lecrae. I don't know the other person you said. Andy? Andy Minio? I don't know who that is. You probably I'm not hip. He's he's <laughs> like he's like another retracker. You need you need to let me know what song I can um, download. And then put on the after we close off, I'll drop it on the end of the okay. um, podcast. And they're doing a better late than never tour because they've never like went on tour together. So that's why it's called better late than never. Um, so yeah, we got we got uh, VIP passes. We 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 didn't get to go see Andy or Lecrae, uh, but we were like pretty much up front. Um, and so this is really cool. Um, there, Lecrae was doing his thing, and uh, like they were singing some song, and like I, I didn't know what it was because it was some secular rap song. You know, I only listen to Christian stuff and read the Bible, and um, <laughs> and and I, I didn't know the words to it, but edit. but but of course Megan knows it, and she's like she's like rapping it super hard, and then Lecrae like notices and cool. like starts talking to her. Like oh, on stage, man. and like she's starstruck. She like starts giggling and stuff, and I'm like what is this? Like, that's my girl. Like, <laughs> like I said it. And then some people laughed. I didn't think he heard me, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty cool. He, he like talked to her. And then, um, and then after there was like other low key rappers that was out there, like signing stuff. So we got I pictures with you. them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what Megan. That's what Megan said. <laughs> said, to, <laughs> said, to, said to look right. Like I was like, man. So yeah, it was it, it was a really cool experience. Like it, it was. Do you have any video on your cool. phone that you yeah. could like play a clip of real quick? No one could see it. I mean, I mean that they were singing. Just that the, we could hear sound. I don't know which one I the audio. Want to choose. audio. Well, you go ahead and pick one out. And Travis, you have anything for Toy Box? Not really. I had something I thought of earlier, but I, it got away. Oh no. While he's finding that, I have been to a Lecrae concert also. I went to Hawk also, Nelson. I went to Hawk Nelson once. I like Dude, Hawk Nelson. Have you I'm gonna say it. Andy Minio is a better performer than Lecrae. Really? He Andy was like way better. Like we hmm. all four of us agreed and we shook hands. We like we like <laughs> cut each other's hands and then shook hands. <laughs> and, spat, <laughs> and you spat into it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, me and me and Jordan also did that. We got VIP. We were front row at the Lecrae concert. It was just Lecrae. Um, we got to meet him before the concert, get a picture with him. Um, but yeah, it was it, awesome. Yeah, we were front row with him. Uh, I seen him at the um, Toby Mac concert or the uh, Winter Jam or whatever. Jam. Yeah, so I've he never, did a few I've songs. Never, never been to a concert. Listen, you you've never listen been to this. Come on. I don't. Like, you think I that's don't like good? Music. We went to a Fleetwood Mac concert. We sat in the upper deck. So, see everything, <laughs> and we went right home afterwards. <laughs> we didn't even oh. stick around to meet anybody. Like, like it, it was nice because I'm not like, like I'm not outgoing enough to like get a picture with somebody. So, like the person in our group is like Leanna. Leanna's yeah, the one who like really go in and I like, wouldn't have guessed. I would thought Chan- I would have think no, yeah, are, yeah, no, Chandler's like Leanna, like. Is like aggressive for Chandler because Chandler's like, <laughs> yeah. Jared Jared wimped out of getting a picture with an NBA star. Who? Uh, just Drew, not, Drew, Holiday. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. We met him Come in on. Indianapolis at yeah. NAYC. What'd you do that for? Like they kept you guys were looking at yeah. me, look over there. And yeah, I was like, we we were we were literally sitting. We went to uh, we went to lunch in Indianapolis at NAYC, and just one table over is this NBA star on my fantasy team. <laughs> and and me and Jordan are like, dude, is that Drew Holiday? And we looked at we looked him up on Google. We're like, like looking up we're like matching, we're like matching up his earring. We're like, that's that's it. that that's his wife. Matching oh up, my yeah. gosh, we're like, that's Drew Holiday. So after we got done, we got a picture with him. Jared wimped out. I'm just like I I'm just scared, man. He was so chill about cool. it. Listen to this. I once <laughs> one time Olsen twins refused to take a picture with me. What? So there you go. They refused. Why? Okay. I saw them in the airport. Bro, she's an Avenger going. now. Not that Olsen. The, oh. the twins. Yeah, from Full House. Yeah. Mary Kate. Mary Kate. Mary Kate. Oh, Ashley. those ones. Yeah. Yeah. They when are. they were like two. No. When they it was like uh, <laughs> what four, four years Come ago. On. I saw them in an airport, and I tried to get a picture with them, and they said no. I heard they was always They're like snobbish. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it. They've been TV stars since they were like. Who? Yeah, like, exactly. I just, I just couldn't like put like myself in better anyway. Like having to talk with like someone I look up to, like two people would be NF and Stephen Furtick. Like who? Stephen Furtick. Like oh, if that is if he pastor like, of uh, pastor of elevation. Oh, dude, like uh, dude, he's just a regular dude. He's a uh, pastor. Oh no, man. <laughs> I tell you what, man. That's gold. The only person that I'd be like that with is Chuck Norris. If I ever met Chuck Morris, oh yes. my lord. Man, is there anyone like that for you? Vin Diesel for Amanda. Vin Diesel. The Rock for me. I could, I the could, Rock. I'd be starstruck. Oh, the Rock. Man, the Rock. What a man. Listen, I had the best idea for a movie. 
That, that's what I wanted to talk about. No, I have two uh, movie ideas that wait, I want to pitch to the, the Rock. Hold on. We, we I actually get your... sent the Rock a message on Instagram. He has not responded to me about this. I'm very upset. <laughs> Maybe there's there's a reason for that, Travis. There, we actually we actually broke a record on time, so oh, no. let's play your sound clip. You have it ready? Yeah. So Put it right up to the mic. So to know, usually they, ha- they, they have an intro for the person, so that's why this is Lecrae's intro. Andy's was so much better, but there's music to this. Recorded live at, at the concert you were at Sunday. All right, here move, we go. Move the fist. Move the fist. <laughs> That's Jared. <laughs> There's Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? Yeah. Uh, Couldn't understand a word they said, but it's yeah. Yeah, hammer time. Hammer time. Yeah, he opened up with that one at our concert too. Oh, uh, so like, this is crazy. All right, movie idea. All right, let's do you this. Go first? You, got, you, okay. got, you guys got like I, two hurry minutes. Up, hurry okay. up. Okay, so The Rock plays a father, okay, and her daughter, his daughter, is starting <laughs> to date. So the guy, the guy she's into, is doing it, and like The Rock is like trying to be this intimidating, you know, father figure or whatever. So he's got to deal with The Rock as his girlfriend's dad, which is, like, funny plot. You know what I'm saying? The movie title, Brownie Points. Why? Because you get brownie you brownie points. You know what those are? Yeah. Because you're, you, like, try to impress the father to get the yeah, girl. That, That's yeah. what this I is about. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, guess, I, I get the premise. I'm totally with understand. you on that. That yeah, would be awesome. Would be great at that. That would be awesome. Call it brownie Imagine points. Imagine, okay, the... the <laughs> Boyfriend is sitting in the living room, and The Rock is like, "So, what do you think of my house?" I think it doesn't matter what you think of my house. <laughs> Come on, yes. Okay. All right. Just, imagine this. Just lifting like he's curling like ninety pounds, and he's just like, "What are you looking at?" Like he has that. that personality where he can be funny and intimidating at the same time. All right. Imagine okay. this. Okay. The Monstars are back, and they want to lay the SmackDown <laughs> on Looney Tunes again. So they they steal the powers of all the. The modern day wrestlers, the monsters. This is the, this is the, uh, <laughs> the from the uh, from that movie from with Michael the, Jordan. Yeah, Space monsters. Jam, Space Randy, yeah. Yeah. Space Jam. Oh my so they steal all the powers of them or all the abilities of the modern day wrestlers, and The Rock has to take it upon himself <laughs> to team with the Looney Tunes to defeat the stable of the monsters. WWE presents Space Slam. <laughs> Space Slam. I like that one. Space I like how you said that. WWE presents Space Slam. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got another one. I got another movie idea. WWE Super Slam. <laughs> I got another idea. Time's up. I got another yeah. idea. All right. Robbers come into a house to try to rob from a bunch of uh, grandmas. <laughs> for old ladies, but they, they fight back because they have a, a, a questionable history and they fight back. Crooks and nannies. <laughs> I have Stop. another one. Right no, no, we're done. We're done. Carol! No, cut it off. We're done. I yeah, got to get home wait, to wait. a puppy. Let's go. Yeah, we're cutting we it off. Yeah. Pooped all over the house right now. <laughs> Stay here if, he as if, he, if he did, he's you going to stay time as out. long as you can. Cousin 
makes me I love you. I like that idea, Brownie Points. I love that. We just and Think of Tom Holland being the kid. Guess it's time. Supposed to Jeepers do that. Creepers. <laughs> Not supposed to do it until we do this. Oh. Ah! Yeah, if you don't like me, that's your problem. When I let it bother me, that's my problem. And I got enough problems. I got enough. I got the sauce. You got the sauce. But I care what you think about me. Cause I don't think about you at all. Real ones, they don't talk about you. They talk to you. When they can't miss you, that's when they take a shot. For you. When they throw stones, then you know they don't rock with you. Don't you ever let them know that the talk got to you. Ooh, I'm about my business. My father, my family, my hitters. You never paid my bills, so why pay attention? That's none of my business. What they think about me? That's none of my business. What they say about me? That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. We don't really care what you talking about. That's none of my business. What they say about me? That's none of my business. What they say about me? That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. We don't really care what you talking about. Don't like me, that's your problem. Hey, <laughs> when I let it bother me, that's my problem. Hey, and I got enough problems. Look, I got enough. Why everybody wanna take one up? You ain't pray for me, you ain't take one up. When they don't know the story, they just make one up. Hey, gossip, stop it. Why you wanna talk to me about it? Go tell he or she about it. That's none of my business, leave me out it. Instead of subtweeting about it, don't FB, just be about it. You acting like an F, boy RD. If it weren't for God, I'd destroy your teeth. I got anger issues. Watch for the people that's hanging with you. Bad company be corrupting a good character. You supposed to own a company, instead you're sitting on your dairy. You're in a pair of your boxes, playing warfare in your Xbox. You work at the pet shop, still cutting peach terrier. And on top, what's scarier is how you've been engaged for 10 years and still haven't married her. My bad, I got sidetracked. Look at me, get a hypocrite, huh? I criticize them when I got my own thing to be fixing. Listen, that's none of my business. What they think about me? That's none of my business. What they say about me? That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. We don't really care what you talking about. That's none of my business. What they say about me? That's none of my business. What they think about me? That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. That's none of my business. That's none of mine. We don't really care what you talking about. That's not a mind.